Welcome to She Anime Podcast, where four online friends who watch way too much anime come together and talk about it. This week, we're discussing some Netflix anime. There will be some spoilers, so please listen at your own discretion. Along the way, we may be talking about mature themes and content, so if that's not for you, that's totally fine. If you're sticking around, please enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome back to She Anime Podcast. This week, you've got the Cat and Shay show. Bet you thought you'd seen the last <laughs> of me. Uh, I did not quit the podcast, I promise. Uh, I was just spending the last like month and a half of my life making a big cross-country move for a brand new job. Luckily, it's a big girl job with big girl money and big girl hours. So that should allow me some more time to make some more content for you guys, which I'm very excited about. We just had to get settled in first. Um, so as most of you have probably seen, Netflix has started to become a pretty big network for anime in the last couple of years, especially over the pandemic, from streaming some classics and favorites to some Netflix originals and Netflix exclusives. It's clear that they're trying to become a competitor in the anime genre. And today it's just me, myself and Kat. Uh, I'm Kat and honestly, I don't watch anime on Netflix as often as I used to. I'm saying to be honest, I've seen 90% of the Netflix originals. Like whenever Netflix comes out with uh, like, this is a Netflix only show. I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. You know, <laughs> unless it comes out in Japan and like two years later it comes out. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I need, I yeah. So um, let's just get started with the big question here. What do you think of Netflix becoming a streaming platform for anime and is it going to hurt or help the anime watching community? I know there are a lot of opinions on this mm -hmm. either way. Um, I'll start. I honestly like the accessibility that Netflix provides for those who either can't or won't pay for other streaming platforms, especially for younger audiences like a lot of parents pay for Netflix, but mm -hmm. they don't have their own money to then pay for Crunchyroll or Funimation or anything like that. So I like the accessibility of that. Um, however, there's a lot of bugs that Netflix still needs to work out on um, in their anime. Like the captioning sometimes is super off um, unless it's like Netflix has dubbed it or Netflix, you know, it's a Netflix exclusive or original. Um, the discrepancies between the uh, subtitles like versus when you watch the same show on Crunchyroll is different. You almost have to like put it on like English closed captioning instead of like the English subtitles to be able to s understand it. Um, and uh, they aren't offering a bunch outside of what other streaming platforms offer like you know all of the non-netflix originals non-netflix exclusive you, you can also watch on crunchyroll and funimation right now um and they are limited seasons like when they had haikyuu on netflix it was only like two seasons of it mm -hmm. um and i know that's you know a legal thing and rights and all that stuff but they're all and hunter hunter as well they only had like half of it on there even though hunter hunter's been out forever um, I do enjoy that they are sponsoring and holding a lot more dubs uh, because in the dub versus sub debate, I'm Switzerland, but I do see the value in dub having an element of accessibility for people, especially those who like might be dyslexic or um, those where 
they have a disability that reading is um, maybe harder for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like the fact that they're making dubs more accessible. Um, and overall, I'm not thinking that it's necessarily hurting anything for Netflix to be taking these anime and pulling them onto their platform. Um, but I do hope everyone's getting paid as they should. Because uh, I know that's a common trend with other streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. And I know Netflix it can be one of the worst for giving people what they're due. So. Well. That's yeah. my opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, more power, more power to Netflix um, for breaking into the anime community because there is always going to be a market there. Always. There's always going to be a market there. Um, <clears throat> and um, they've definitely produced some great hits, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Like, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> they definitely have. Um, and I think that they are really kind of, you know, keeping their market profitable, profitable because they are releasing the full dub at the time um, when they are releasing the I anime that they're that, getting. I love that, like, way of the house husband. Yeah, like, it, it's <laughs> definitely, and especially because of the fact that it's, like, um, you know, with the whole, like, dub versus sub kind of thing, like, a lot of times, like, um, if you're watching it in sub, like you're getting all that content before the dub watchers. And then so sometimes you run the risk of like spoiling something for um, a dub only watcher who, you know, they could be watching it because of all of the reasons that you stated, or they just only just prefer to watch it in, you know, dub because you know what, who cares why they watch it? Um, but um it's uh it's definitely beneficial because then there's no spoiling everybody gets equal access to everything at all you know all at once and i i definitely you know definitely do like that it's just unfortunately as you stated it extends the time that we have to wait for it to be released like for example um I know I don't talk about this one uh, later on, so I'm going to bring it up as an example. But Eden Zero, which is um, by the same creator of uh, Fairy Tale, um, they released that like a year after Japan, but they released it in dub. But they also wound up releasing it in parts. Um, so they released it in like chunks um, as they were fully dubbing it. So they fully dubbed it, but it took like a year for them to release it. Right. So, you know, unfortunately, that is one of the downsides to it. Um, but I don't really think, you know, that it's, you know, it, it, it's neither helping nor hurting. It's just existing. It's just another right. source. It's, there. it's not like everyone's quitting their Crunchyroll accounts to go to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <'cause> Netflix <laughs> definitely doesn't have weekly offerings for current season. Mm-hmm. Anime yeah. And like, as you were saying, right. like. As you were saying, like with the, you know, with what they currently have in their library, like, for example, like if you guys are following, you know, me on Instagram, like you've been seeing that I've been watching One Piece while I was looking through like what they have on uh, anime series, like right before uh, we started recording and they only have like the first like hundred episodes of uh, One Piece. They don't have the rights to like a lot of full series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it obviously they have like certain rights to certain things but that's about it but also no go ahead yeah um but also like you know they do have like exclusive rights to other 
items, which we will definitely be, you know, talking about. And not just like in the anime original sense, but in they actually have like exclusive streaming rights to certain like media that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Right. And (laughs) it's similar to Hulu in that way, Mm -hmm. um, because I know Hulu... Hulu has to have a partnership with yeah Hulu. Uh, Hulu has a partnership with uh, um, with uh, Viz Media. Yeah, that makes sense because My Hero and Spy Family and um, yeah, because they have a partnership with Viz Media because um, so Viz Media used to have its own streaming service. Um, I don't I don't know if anybody is going to remember it, but Neon Alley um, <laughs> was a streaming service that they had done for a very short period of time where they had all of their dubs and stuff like that. And that's why Hulu, you can find most of the Viz Media dubs, um, for the full, you know, series. So if you're ever looking for that streaming, it's going to be on Hulu because of that partnership, because, uh, um, once Neon Alley went away, um, Hulu took over all of that streaming, uh, all of the streaming for viz so that's why you'll only find like certain titles um and obviously viz is not its own streaming service it's an actual like licensing company so that's why you'll see a lot of those titles cross like across all of these you know platforms like you'll find some viz shows on netflix you'll find some viz shows on hulu you'll find some viz shows on like the funimation crunchyroll you know it's just all about licensing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let me do, I will say this about Hulu though. It is weird when you're watching an episode of My Hero and there are commercials in the middle of it. I don't, I, I, I pay for it to not have, <laughs> because that's annoying. That is so annoying because they don't, the commercial times never line up with the actual, like, because no. you can tell where the commercial breaks are supposed to be because obviously the shows are airing on, um, on TV um, in Japan and so there's going to be commercial breaks so you can tell where the commercial breaks are actually at and it's so funny because it never lines up and I'm just like never you could do better do better Hulu do better but and- then yeah <laughs> um, otherwise like I definitely do agree with Shay that um, especially since Netflix is such a large company that if they are going to be start like pulling in these like companies cast and crew to push out anime um, especially if they're going to try to compete with the companies like Crunchyroll who just merged with Funimation and that, you know, both of these companies have been doing this for years that they better be paying their crews decently. Like, but I mean, that whole thing is that's a podcast for a different day because we could Absolutely. go into it because especially like recently, like there's been information that's come out about how much these companies are actually paying people and i think that'd be a interesting one but again that's a podcast for a different day <laughs> different soapbox for different <laughs> <topic. laughs> exactly different soapbox for sure but we got the big question out of the way um so now we can just go into some other questions more surface level like um what recent netflix anime projects do you like or do you particularly like that Netflix has been involved with? You can mention a specific dub that they've done in the past year or what they've done with some of the classics. Um, but stay away from the Netflix originals and exclusives because we'll get to that next. So like I said in my intro, I don't really watch a lot of anime on Netflix. 
I used to watch a lot of anime on Netflix back before Funimation had its own streaming service. So I don't know if anybody remembers that, but this was back like right when Netflix really started streaming. And um, like they still have like, I mean, yeah, they still have like you could still access like their uh, their DVD catalog, but like their DVD catalog was bigger than their streaming um, catalog. But now it's reversed. But back then, um, Funimation shows used to be on Netflix uh, because Funimation didn't have its own streaming service. And so, like, um, like used to watch, like, uh, Fruits Basket, um, Tobits, um, all of, like, those shows that are, like, the older classics from, like, the early 2000s were on Netflix. Um, and that's back when I used to watch it. And Netflix actually was one of the few legal streaming services back in the day that actually had shows that you could watch. Um, and so I think for like recent years, the biggest thing for me, at least, was Netflix getting the streaming rights to um, Ava because that was huge. Netflix spent a lot of money, a lot of money, like millions of dollars to get the streaming rights to this um and it was such a huge thing because of the fact that it had been off streaming sites for a long time like yeah you could still find like all of the like the newer stuff um like all of the newer movies and all of that stuff but the original series the like original one from the 90s um had not been available for streaming um and you couldn't really watch it anywhere unless you had like the original like um like dvds or vhs's or whatever it originally came out on um because the rights were kind of just stuck in limbo and then netflix was like hey here's a whole bunch of money uh can we have these please we'll even redub it for you and they did they redubbed the whole thing and I got to say, it was literally like, <laughs> I love, I love Ava. It's one of the like OG, like mecha anime. And I may or may not have like an obsession with Nagesa, but that's, that's a different, that's a different, uh, that's a different simp story um, <laughs> that we'll definitely get into later. Um, in a later episode or even on like a stream or whatever but yeah like they they've dropped a lot of money for getting like exclusive rights to some of these older shows and it's really kind of uh you know really kind of interesting to to see what about Yoshi? um okay that one thing i can applaud netflix on is knowing their market Mm-hmm. and knowing who's watching their platform because you know like they're used to they did have some anime but it also wasn't marketed super well from Netflix mm-hmm. until you know the pandemic hit and anime started to become yes. mainstream again and then Netflix was like okay we're gonna we're gonna grab a bunch of old anime and we're going to put them on Netflix in their entirety mm-hmm. or we're going to dub anime that have not been dubbed before but have been out for a while Kuroko, I'm looking at you. Oh my uh, gosh, yes. And surprise like, dubs, by I the know. way. Like, they just drop that drop dub. <laughs> they just drop them. They're like, hey, by the way, we've been working on this behind the scenes. Here's a dub. And it's like, 
a, a beloved anime that you haven't thought of in years and then all of a sudden it's dubbed so obviously you're gonna watch it again yeah um I do love that they're bringing a lot more movies too because whenever I'm on Crunchyroll or Funimation I'm not exactly seeking out movies I'm looking for full series and stuff, but the fact that Netflix has a large library of anime movies that keep growing, because sometimes you just want you just want to watch an anime movie, and that's mm-hmm. and and then like they're doing a lot of like Netflix exclusives with movies as well, mm-hmm. and and graphic novel adaptations and manga adaptations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been nice to rewatch some stuff that ne- hasn't necessarily been at the forefront of my mind because Netflix was like, hey, guess what we have now? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I haven't watched that in forever. And they're, then they're like, hey, guess what we dubbed? And you're like, awesome. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean, Netflix, their voice, their voice actor roster is pretty stacked. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to know which I, I want to know like which uh, company I think I want to say that they uh, I want to say that most of the recent dubs have been don't like quote me on this, but I want to say that it's been through Bang Zoom. That might be it because there are a lot of the same actors being used for their dubs. Yeah. And Bang Zoom is their Calif- is a California um, right. recording uh, company and they've got yeah they've got a lot of anime under uh under their belt but uh, yeah mostly a lot that you'll see with uh like ne- like netflix and yeah uh, but, I mean, and that's, stuff. that's one good thing i appreciate is that their dubs are good and they get good good voice actors for them and they really know how to cast so mm-hmm. um so moving on to netflix originals and netflix only adaptations this is where we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of what netflix has been doing recently because they've been doing a lot of this um they've pulled some stuff from like crunchyroll funimation all that stuff but really their bread and butter in the anime community right now is their exclusive stuff mm-hmm. because you can only watch it on netflix um whether or not it releases in japan first and then hits the u.s or if it just hits the u.s um if you have a favorite give me your favorite uh we all know what my favorite is. What? No, never. <laughs> um, it's definitely the way of the house husband. And I love what Netflix did. They released the sub. They released, this was one of the ones where they also didn't really release the dub at the same time, right? It like came out like a week later. It was like really close. Um, yeah. But, the, but they also released like a part one and then a part two very close together. Yeah, um, I was gonna say so. Like, like for the first two, yeah, for season one, I I want to say there was a space, but then when they did part two, they released it all. Together. They released it all together. Because yeah, cause um, I was gonna say so. I was like, I don't think they released the dub right away for that. No, that, that was, was one of their favorite. first, I think. Yeah, and that was one of my favorite projects I've done because the animation is so different. Mm-hmm. I also like that Netflix uses a variety of animation studios as well. Yes. Um. And hopefully, you know, those animators are getting what they're due. But Way of the House Husband was just like so refreshing. And it was so funny to see it on Netflix because it's such a niche thing. But Mm -hmm. also Netflix was like, here's this manga that is hilarious. We're going to adapt it. Um, And then the live action that they did. Oh, my gosh. Anything with, first off, anything with Kenjiro Suda is like, chef's fucking kiss because (laughs) i fucking adore him and plus he's just like 
just the most amazing person ever. Plus, he has like the most like beautiful fucking voice. But that fucking live action. It was beautiful and it was so unconventional too. And it released like alongside the anime, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, you usually don't see live a- action adaptations releasing alongside the anime that inspired it. But it was just so good. And I think Netflix did such a great job at marketing it as well, mm-hmm. because so many people were like, oh my gosh, Way of the House has been my favorite manga is, you know, coming in the fall. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's coming in on Netflix. Um. So then it was also super accessible. And obviously, I love Jonah Scott. Shout out Jonah. Um, <laughs> you know, for Matsu. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they've had originals where there's, it's original content. They're not adapting a manga or anything, which I love The Great Pretender. I've watched it twice. I watched it subbed and dubbed. However, I do actually, I tell people to watch it dubbed all the time. Because in the sub, they, um, they're all speaking only Japanese or Mandarin, and they don't really have accents. And The Great Pretender is a bunch of people from a bunch of different places in the world. And so when it's dubbed, they do add in the accents. They do mm-hmm. add in the different phrases from different languages, like French and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's merit to watching the dub over the sub for that one. Although it was enjoyable both times I watched it. Love mm-hmm. The Great Pretender. Um, if people haven't watched it yet, they should. And of course, we know probably the biggest Netflix, it's not an original, but the Netflix exclusive adaptation, like the biggest one of the past couple of years has been Beastars. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know so many people were frustrated because it, season two released in Japan first. And you had to oh wait my gosh. a few months. They held, yeah, they the held US. out on season two. Like, I was actually surprised that they didn't, like, re- like, I was surprised they didn't try to release it faster than, but, like, you know, I suppose all of the. They also, like, it was kind of confusing when they were, like, season two and you were, like, releases on this day. But at first they didn't exclusively say it released in only Japan. Yeah. So everybody was like, are you ready for Beastars next week? And then when the week came, they were like, oh, it's only in Japan. Japan, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Some of the recent Netflix only or original movies that I've liked, um, there was Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop. That was so cute. I know Keto watched it because Keto was putting it in the chat when she was watching it. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched any of uh, any of the movies that they've released yet. I want to, but I'm like, again, they're very easy watching um they're like not they're obviously not studio ghibli but they're like very easy to watch Mm -hmm. kind of that vibe and um i like netflix uses their own like in-house animation studios right they don't hire out like bones or mappa or anything like that because all of the netflix originals where they're not like adapting a manga and or anything all kind of follow the same style where it's very colorful and they have bold lines and stuff and it's very like it's not super realistic i'm not sure um so looking up i mean so they they partner just for um just for streaming purposes um 
because it looks like the, for example, the words bubble up like uh, soda pop uh, was done by uh, um, Signal uh, MD, which is um, um, a uh, like subgroup of uh, production IG. Um, they did things like um, one of the fake Grand Order movies. Um, they did all of Platinum End. Um, Mars Red. Oh, okay. Signal MD. I should have known this was Mars Red <laughs> <laughs> because I'm always talking about how different the animation was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it looks like it looks like they um, they are just getting like um, solo like sh- like exclusive rights for streaming, mm, just okay. like uh, you know, like Funimation would or yeah, whatnot. That makes sense. But yeah, there's just been a lot of projects on Netflix that like anytime I log into Netflix, there's something new with anime that pops up, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, they pulled it from somewhere else or it's been, isn't the Sailor Moon series on Netflix now? I believe, yes, they have a lot of the streaming rights to the, um, to the Sailor Moon uh, series. Uh, So I I think the movies are coming. I was going to say this, this news is super new, but the new movie that they're making, is I that Netflix? It's two, mov- it's two parts. It's two yeah. movies, technically. Is that yeah. Netflix only? That's I believe I it's Netflix only. Yeah. And so they pulled the other series onto. Which the- makes sense because Viz owns Sailor, the rights to Sailor Moon. So. Right. So whoever's going to, whoever's going to, whoever's going to pay them the most for the streaming rights. Which Netflix has the money right now. Yeah, now we're losing it. But. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but <laughs> oof. Um, but I, yeah, I love watching the Netflix anime. Y'all know I do because I'm I'm always the first in our chat to be like, "Hey, this is on Netflix now." <laughs> hey, have you guys seen this project that Netflix is doing? And I like made it my personal goal alongside <laughs> watching all the sports anime to watch all of the like Netflix exclusives or Netflix originals. Yeah. And so far, I haven't been disappointed. Yeah. I wish I could say the same. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> but yeah, Che is definitely our queen of the Netflix game. Um, but if there's one thing that I'm confident about with Netflix and anime, it's that they have the exclusive streaming rights to the Full Metal Alchemist live action and the Bleach live action. Um, and I know there's a lot of hate around them, but I don't care because I love them. I love them so the Bleach live action got Miyavi as uh, fucking uh, Byakuya Kuchiki. And let me tell you. Um, and then Full Metal Alchemist. Dean Fujioka as Roy Mustang. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know who Dean Fujioka is, history Welcome maker, up. Yuri on Ice. Hello. Come up. Um, but I really liked both of them. And they um, also got the original most of the original casts um to come back and dub the english um voiceover for it obviously if you get weirded out by uh voices not matching lip flaps because guess what there's no such thing as lip flaps when you're uh, dubbing over uh actual uh actual live action um (laughs) um but i think you know uh, but I mean, it's not a surprise that I like it because 
one of my favorite live action series of all time is the original like 2006 like live action of uh death note that movie mm-hmm. series is still like holds up as one of the best of all time um it, it's absolutely horrible but i absolutely love it um it's significantly better um adaptation than whatever netflix original like as long as netflix stays away from making stuff like their death notes uh tv series or movie thing or whatever as long as they avoid that kind of stuff yeah and just get right to things for live action we're good because you know leave leave the live action filming to you know (laughs) the japan studios um one of the cool things about like full metal like they Yes, people like make fun of like how the characters look because obviously they use Japanese actors and, you know, Ed is blonde. And so obviously they put a wig on the character, but I'm like, you can't, it it doesn't like, unless they dyed his hair and made him grow out really long hair, there's no way for them to make it look natural. Literally. Like, like. Even even if you do dye your hair blonde, most of the time it doesn't look natural unless you're like whatever. But I really liked it and I'm fingers crossed, can't wait and really hope that Netflix actually gets the streaming rights to the next two live action full metal alchemist movies, which are a continuation of the first. And I'm very excited for it. And the author of Full Metal Alchemist is getting me really hyped because she keeps doing drawings for the movies and I'm very excited because she redrew one of the posters, the promotional posters um, which is Ed um, Ed, Al and Scar and it's so good looking and I'm like so excited and y'all y'all and I'm hoping that they do a second Bleach because they kind of left off with Bleach in a spot where they could totally do some more but I doubt they'll do that, but yeah, I don't really watch, but I don't really watch any of the anime and, you know, Shay talked about the ones that I have really watched. So, you know, yeah, I mean, okay. And unpopular opinion, but I loved the Cowboy Bebop live action. I never actually got around to watching that. I never did. I feel like you will like it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Cause I like, I like Cowboy Bebop. I mean, yeah. A lot of people, I think a lot of people give it grief because it wasn't like outstanding. It wasn't like spectacular, like all the hype surrounding it was. But also, also people just love to give, you know, flack to the live action of anything anyways, because like, I mean, as long as it's not anything produced by American audience, like, it's fine it it was fine (laughs) the fact that like it got such bad ratings when it came out that they canceled a second season before before the first season had even like come out really like yeah (laughs) well yeah and that's that's the whole thing and and i mean they took they took a risk they they knew that they were taking a risk by like doing a um doing a live action of literally one of the classics like that'd right. be like that'd be like them turning around and trying to do like a uh ava fucking uh live action right exactly or so. like trying to do a dragon ball live action like look how much look what how much hate it? look how much hate like the companies are getting right now for the um one piece live action i know 
like I'm excited to see what they do with it because you know, I'm always excited you know, to see a live action adaptation. like I'm super I'm super excited to see what they do with it especially because I'm like it is such a really interesting like plus one piece is probably one of the easier ones to do with the exception of like the you know the supernatural like powers that they have it's about pirates right. like right. Outside of like the supernatural, like extra, you know, ability type stuff, like it's a pirate. It's pirates. It's pirates. You can't go wrong with pirates. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, finally, will you continue to use Netflix as a streaming platform for anime, or will you use it as sort of a I only watch it when there's a good Netflix exclusive sort of platform? <laughs> If you guys haven't figured out from this entire episode, I don't think that the way I watch Netflix currently and anything about like how I watch anime on Netflix will ever change because, again, I go on to it when I'm bored and look to see what's recommended. Um, if it's an anime, if it's exclusive to it and it sounds interesting, I'll watch it, especially if it's all fully out. Uh, cause you know, Netflix, Netflix isn't a weekly, like I go and watch something weekly. Like right. that's just not how it is. Whereas like with like Crunchyroll, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll watch this and then, oh, uh, you know, I'll watch it next week or I'll skip a couple of weeks and then just binge like three episodes. I don't do that with Netflix. I don't go to watch weekly on Netflix. Um, you know, I, I go in to see, Hey, here's this recommended for me do i like it sure will i watch it sure super simple super um and then unless unless they revive something like <laughs> fucking amazing and like rewrite and just bless the anime world with just amazingness like let's just remain neutral but like seriously netflix there's a lot of shows that could really be re uh redone like do a whole fruits basket thing like come on like you've got the money literally like you've got the money Let's do it. Like convince somebody with your power. I I think I'll continue to use it. I mean, I am on Netflix pretty often because you know, I'll I love to dig into the hype that people give like certain TV series. Um and anime well, an anime is one of those that people are like, Did you see that this is on Netflix now? Um and also it's a very user-friendly platform. Mm-hmm. Um, before Crunchyroll had their beta out, I was like, but Funimation was the worst, and I'm so glad that, like, Funimation is going to be a thing of the past. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's a story for a different time. Um, Funimation just not being a user-friendly platform on any device that you try to use it on. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, Netflix is a user-friendly platform, and, uh, we've talked about the accessibility a lot throughout this episode, um, and it's easy for me to like sit down on Netflix and like binge a show. Mm-hmm. And also it's on like literally all my devices. <laughs> so it's easy. Um, I don't know what the whole password sharing s- things that are going on. Well, because like Netflix is losing a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they'll be able to continue to produce things at the rate they're producing them at the quality they're producing them. Mm-hmm. And Sadly, I feel like when they start losing money, the projects that are going to be first to go are like, you know, the anime projects. Well, yeah. Like that. 
because those require a lot of work, but like, do they really need to be spending $30 million on Stranger Things? I don't know about that. <laughs> like, like I, do, I do love Stranger Things, but like maybe let us share our passwords and spend a little less money on your shows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Netflix can be limited in what they offer, but um, with like series that already already exist, I know like I always feel bad for the people who only exclusively watch Haikyuu on Netflix Mm-hmm. Because they haven't seen the last two seasons or any of the OVAs. <clears throat> my and, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and and then people were like, oh my gosh, they're taking Haikyuu off of Netflix. How am I going to watch it now? You know, like, but at the same time, I was like, you haven't seen all of what Haikyuu has to offer if you're only yeah. watching it on Netflix. But I get it. Like some people don't have the means to pay for other streaming. Services. I just want to know. I just want to know who uh, I know. I, I know that sentai has its streaming and high dive but they don't actually have all of the dub on uh on high dive so sentai please release the dub anywhere for streaming because i need to watch it i haven't watched Literally. dub in like forever like i will re- i w- i rewatch the you know sub all the time but like the dub because I want to watch the dub of season two like season two like season I don't fucking care dub. I don't fucking care about anything else just give me season, season two dub two. that's all I need is I just need season two dub so I can watch the season two training arc but I definitely think uh, I can keep Netflix as an option for streaming mm-hmm. anime especially like you know with more seasons of Stars, and uh, if they end up doing another season of Great Pretender which the ending of Great Pretender would lead to another season quite nicely if they decided <laughs> to, but there's no news on that yet. Um, I feel, like I said, I feel like some anime projects have been pushed to the back burner because of not only their stock, <laughs> um, not crashing, but, you know, losing a lot of money and, mm-hmm. you know, this uh, live action Percy Jackson, they're doing this live action um avatar the last airbender they're doing like there's so much that they're doing right now that the anime is kind of getting pushed to the back burner but they're i feel like they're missing out on a market you know if they continue to do so but Mm -hmm. i'll I'll keep it as a streaming service because why not yeah if i watch a lot of other stuff on it you know might as well and also it's my only way of watching the way at the house husband when i'm sad so i know right like i mean <laughs> like if you're sad just turn on way of the house husband it's an hour out of your time <laughs> and then your sad crying will turn into laugh crying and exactly. <laughs> exactly but i think you know that's a wrap on netflix anime um you know, at later dates, if you guys wanted us to, we could go into specifics like if you wanted a Great Pretender episode or anything like that, um, especially for those of you out there who may not have Crunchyroll or Funimation and just watch the Netflix, well, <laughs> the Netflix anime. We we definitely have tapped into that. I know I have. So um, thank you all for joining us for this week's episode. I will do a shameless plug. Um a couple weeks ago, I can't remember what the date was, but I my episode on One True Podcast was released. And since we were just talking about the way the house has been, I was talking about the relationship between Tatsu and Miku on there um, for One True Podcast. So go check out Ro over at One True Podcast. Um, and next week, we will be talking about something else. Uh, 
right now our schedule has been pretty loose. <laughs> Very, yeah. <laughs> it depends, you know, it depends on who's here. Uh, because last week I would not have held my own at all with any. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so that would not have been a thing. So um, just keep an eye out because we always keep stuff updated. And if you participate in our questions on our Instagram stories, those might give you a clue into what we're recording the next week. Um, (laughs) is a busy month for the team so you know instagram's always the place to go for updates uh we're still streaming mainly cat is still streaming on twitch um you know i might get there soon the more settled in i get and we got to figure out if i can play genshin here or not um we are coming up on a break in a few weeks so keep an eye out on updates for that but as always, you can find any of us at She Anime Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, or you can email mostly keto at sheanimepodcast at gmail.com. But we're all pretty active on social media, so you can always find at least one of us. But until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.